Hey, it's Chunk, man. And on the line, I have a good friend. He's been uh, visiting us here before, and he's back with more stuff. One of the busiest guys you'll ever want to meet. Uh, many of you know him as uh, the bass player for Megadeth. I got uh, Mr. David Elveson on the line. How you doing, bro? Drunk man. How are you, buddy? Fantastic. You? Uh, all things considered, you know, lockdown and uh, whatever. Yeah. Staying busy, but not as busy as it, you. It, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I, I always like, you know, I was I was taught as a young man, when you show up to someone's house and they invite you over, bring something, you know, bring some cookies, some yeah. flowers. Yeah. Back in the day, beer, wine, whatever, like show up contributing something to the party. So to be honest with you. I, that's what I look at all this stuff that I do is, is it's just, Hey, you know, like when we come over and we hook up and hang out, like I'll bring something to the party, you know? So this, in this one, I happen to have this new album. So that's mm -hmm. what I'm bringing to the party, man. Today. You really did. You, 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 you had a big fun party with this one. This one's called no cover and uh, it just got released uh, in November, I believe. And man, you've got 18 tracks of cover songs with some of the coolest people that, I know of, and obviously you know of too, but just some great musicians on this thing. It just, man, it just looks, it just sounds like you had so much fun making this record. We did. We did. You know, obviously things started shutting down back in, uh, back in March and Tom Hazer, you know, who's my manager runs, you know, the, my partner in all these Ellison industries, if you will, and just kind of by accident started singing with me and became the singer of the Ellison band. That's how it goes. Um, <laughs> it is, you know, that's how all this stuff happens, you know? And, and um, you know, he hit me, I was literally at the grocery store, probably trying to find paper towels and toilet paper, I think, you know, and Good luck uh, with that. The, yeah, the world was shutting down. And he said, he goes, listen, man, <clears throat> kids like schools are literally closing this week. And he said, why don't you get on Skype and start giving some bass lessons to some kids and, that turned into, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm just one dude to the base. So I'm going to call Bumblefoot and Jimmy Grasso and all my friends and I'll get them involved. And, and, and uh, quite honestly, we quickly transitioned that over to the David Ellison Youth Music Foundation. And we started the Schools Out initiative, which was to do just that, give free music lessons to students, ironically, all around the world, because everybody was shut down everywhere. Yeah. And um, Cisco what? came in with a big grant for us to help with that, with some technology stuff. We we're already part of the Grammy Music Education Coalition, and they started to help promote these things with, by doing live streams. And that, quite honestly, really kept all of us connected because we'd all be seeing each other on tour this year, you know, out on whatever, Alice Cooper, Megadeth, you know, Lamb of God, what, you know, all of us, Disturbed, Five Finger Death Punch. We'd all be out doing tours. And, and you know, so we, I, I watched our whole community just, you know, hit the wall and, and, and a lot of people kind of heading into sort of a, you know, a, a COVID depression, you know, just going, oh my gosh, like the sky has fallen and a year of our lives is going away, maybe two years, et cetera, et cetera. So I found that those live streams kept everybody engaged. They got us excited. Absolutely. It was sort of like meeting backstage in the VIP tent, you know? Well, not um, only that too, but also people had a place to go. You know, like right. you, you, you gave them a spot, especially with kids, you know, kids that wanted to, to, to learn how you mentioned, you know, your online lessons and things like that. What a great time for to focus on that, because that's always been the deal is, man, I don't have enough time to play and things like that. Yep. You know, my girlfriend, yep. for one, she learned relearned bass and she got it off of like scottsbasslessons.com meant to say thank you for being involved in that and other programs, too, as well. Like, you know, Funny, that obviously was the you're on. Last thing I, that was the last thing I did in London at the end of February, right before I came home. 
to uh, we, we had finished the Five Finger Death Punch Mega Death Bad Wolf store. We just finished in Sofia, Bulgaria. I flew up to London, spent about three, four days there, filmed my segments for Scott's bass lessons. Uh-huh. And then I flew home and COVID was literally right behind us. I mean, that, on that whole Five Finger Megadeth tour, COVID was literally about two weeks behind us the whole time. And, and we got home. We were planning to go down to uh, Mexico to do the ha- uh, Heaven and Hell Festival. And then quickly that all got shut down um the festival continued on but a lot of the international acts you know we just we just you know good judgment just said man don't be leaving the country and this is stuff's getting gnarly you know so then me and tom started these live streams and that kept everybody connected while we were given these lessons Mm -hmm. um so you know fast forward by the end of may i me and dirk reviewing went to nashville we recorded the bass and drum tracks for the new megadeth record and at least got that train out of the station (laughs) yeah so we got that we got that in motion and you know it's funny because even though we were shut down i think a lot of us were in tour mode and and certainly megadeth we were we were getting our chops were up we were getting ready to head to the studio so even though they got pushed back a couple months we just finally said you know what get on a plane let's go we did it and that, you know, so my chops were up for sure. And then I came home from that and that was early June. And that was when Tom and I got on the phone and, and he just said, he goes, look, it doesn't make any sense to put out this Ellison LP of original material that we had originally scheduled for Halloween. He goes, look, there's no touring to put a record out uh, of that nature. It needs to be supported on the road and it, it's just going to fall through the cracks. So he said, he goes, look, why don't we do some covers? And I said, yeah, look, why not? You know, I, 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 my studio ears are on, my chops are up, I'm ready to play, you know? So literally in, in within a week, two conversations, one conversation, we probably had five or six songs, another phone conversation, we had a dozen songs. And then after literally by the end of a week, we literally had 15 of these 18 songs, you know, picked out and, um, you know, it hit Andy Martin Jelly, our guitar player over in Italy. And the time difference is is wonderful because we could keep the little Ellison music factory clicking 24 hours around the clock. Cause you know, I'd come up with a song idea. I'd hit Andy. And by the time I woke up, he had it recorded and it was sitting in my inbox. So wow. I just plug in the pro tools and throw bass and get it up to Tom and he'd go over to Madison and sing. And so, I mean, we literally had this around the clock, you know, um, little hit factory going, making this record. And I mean, within, I'm not kidding you, within four weeks, this thing was, was recorded and, um, and, you know, getting the guess, it was not intended to be an all-star record. It, 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 it went that way because as we were recording, yeah, there's a couple songs, like I wanted to hear a female voice in sure heart attack. So, um, we reached out to Doro and then, you know, then we asked her, Hey, you want to jump in on a motorhead track? Cause of course she was good friends with Lemmy. So she sang and love me like a reptile. Um, you know, there were a couple of things like, um, you know, I asked Jimmy DeGrasso to play on nailed to the gun because he had actually recorded the F five version of that yep. um, back in the two, like 2007 or so. So he said, he goes, listen, I've been kind of pounding around with Andrew Freeman from last in line. And he'd love to sing on that song. I said, <laughs> Hey, come on, come all, <laughs> you know, come on in. And then, you know, I, I, I said, Hey, listen, uh, you know, I said, we got over the mountain here. I said, Andrew would be perfect for that. So we threw him and DeGrasso on that. So again, this is how it went. It was just, it was just a very organic, um, nothing sort of strategically organized. It just every day, just new surprises and fun things happened, you know, started mixing in July and, you know, by September, the thing was done. And, and it was like, wow, what do you know? (laughs) And, And quite honestly, you know, we thought about, 
as Tom was formatting it and laying it out and putting the, you know, you know, trying to get the, you know, the, the um, sort of the, the mastering done on it. He said, he goes, look, we could put 15 songs, 16 songs on and it's one record, but why not just put all of them on there and we'll make it a double CD set right. and a four side vinyl. And I said, hey, good by me, you know? So um, that's why it turned into this double album and, and we've got, you know, again, eight, 18 songs. I mean, it really turned into a pretty ambitious little effort here. I love how you were able to actually literally rock around the clock with this thing, you know, because people are like in different time zones and right. stuff. But, man, that's, that's <laughs> terrific. It's so cool. Um, yeah, I, I I love this record in so many ways because obviously the material is one, but just it's so great to say, okay, wow, he put this person in that in that song and he, that person is perfect for this and wow i can't wait to hear what this person sounds with that you know that's got to be running through your head at the same time you know that's probably is and i mean and again a lot of these people they you know again everybody was already on our speed dial because we had been doing these live streams Uh with the david ellison youth music foundation so um tom happened to be on the i think on a chat or something with charlie benante one day and of course he was kind of frustrated trying to get a, you know, they're trying to make an anthrax record and they'd no sooner just get started. And then another COVID lockdown would happen. So Tom just said, he goes, look, you want to throw some drums in these tracks for me and David? And he goes, yeah, I'd love to. So bang, he's on three tracks, you know? And and then a couple of, you know, sort of random ones. was like, well, you know, let me hit Lombardo. Let me see if he'd want to join the fun. And Hey, let me, let me hit Al Jorgensen. You know, he, he's, you know, he and I become good friends in the last <laughs> bunch of years. And, How'd you and, do that? Um, <laughs> well, it's funny, you know, I know his manager, Steve uh-huh. Davis. Um, uh-huh. And I just saw Al uh, when he came through Phoenix on the recent ministry tour. And I guess, God, that probably was late 2019, I guess, yep. at this point. Yeah, um, I saw him on that tour myself. And, right. So he came through town, went and hung out. And, and, um, and so I hit um, his girl, Liz, um, by way of his manager, Steve. And I just said, hey, you know, what do you think? And, and uh, you know, look, we could return favors. You need something for me. I'll play on something for you. What else? Sing on something for me. It's all kind of for free and for fun. You know, we don't need to get into lawyers and contracts and managements. It's just not that kind of a record. <laughs> it's kind of if you're available and you can do it, you know. And look, if we make any money, I'm glad to share the wealth. You know, it's it's just one of these kind of things, you know. So it was very just loosey-goosey. And everybody's like, dude, don't even worry about the money. Like, I'm just excited to be playing on something, you know, and hanging yeah, out. So, yeah, yeah. you know, that that really captured the spirit, you know. Um, and, 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 you know, it's funny. It's this one year where, you know, the crossing – you know, politics, they always talk about, you know, reaching over the aisle, right? <laughs> and, you know, and, and in rock and roll, you know, we've got our own genres and lines that we kind of, you know, we kind of operate within them, you know, the thrash guys are here and the hair band guys are right. over there. But what, what, what's, the, the, so, what's so cool about it is that everybody just wants to play. And so I see do. a lot yeah. of these cross-generation type of thing, people that would normally not play you know, run into each other are collaborating on things. And there's been some great I think it's so stuff. cool, man. Yeah, it, it really is. It, it's, it's so it's good. broken down everybody, the walls. Everybody's just, yep, everybody's stoked. And so it's funny, you know, we get Russ Parrish, uh, <laughs> the plan nailed to the gun because he was in fight. Now, right. most people today would know him as Satchel from Steel Panther. Right. And, you know, what an incredible guitar player. I mean, sure. just really, one, he is one of the greats, man. I mean, he's just phenomenal. So, um, and everybody on that's on here obviously is, is top of their league, you know? So, um, you know, and that quite honestly, there's a lot of great vocal collaborations, you know, with Tom being the, you know, the, the lead singer of the Ellison band, but, you know, adding, you know, again, 
Doro, Andrew Freeman, adding Brandon from Crobot, Jason McMaster, yeah. um, Mark Slaughter, you know, so it's just this, this cool moment to have, have all, you know, we all talked about it. Hey, we should do something. You know, we see each other backstage at a show and it's like, Hey, give me a call. We should do something. And then it, it never really happens because we all get busy. And this is one of these moments where we were all finally sitting still long enough Yep. That we could get together and make something happen. Well, whenever any of my musician friends are like, man, I'm bored. I don't have anything to do. I'm like, dude, check this out. <laughs> Why don't you yeah. stay busy like this? this is, there's so many <laughs> things that you can do now and you have time. Believe me, yeah. the, the break has been a blessing for me in a lot of different things in terms of my writing and other things that I wanted to do. I mentioned I'm going to be doing another show on another, another avenue as well, too. And so it's been really cool to be able to have the time to do things like that. You know, I'm not sitting yeah. on my ass just, you know, complaining or watching CNN or any of the, you know, political stuff yeah. anymore. You know, well, I'm, look, I'm really I quit, getting busy. I turned the news off. I turned the news off years ago. I mean, I stopped watching the news and it just frees up so much free time. Absolutely. And people get all agitated by it. And, you know, the truth of it is, is, you know, crisis presents opportunity, you know, and and it's, you know, and in this case, the crisis of obviously of the pandemic provided this opportunity for us to pick up the phone collaborate and and uh and i'm look i'm very lucky that i have a partner like tom you know tom yeah. we're like two brothers from another mother you know what i mean it's it's we're very ambitious we're both from as he calls it the midwest metal mafia you know he's from <laughs> he's from from green bay i'm from minnesota you know we kind of we understand each other you know we're kind of a sure. tribe in the midwest you know do you guys each and, take 20 um, minutes to say goodbye to each other now? Like they do yeah, up there? Oh, yeah, the Minnesota well, uh, way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 20, 20 minutes long. <laughs> so that that's great, you know. And it's funny, you know, I got this I got this book I wrote called Rockstar Hitman. It's yep. coming out December 18th through the Ellison Book Company. And, you know, that's another thing. I, was, I, I started that literally last year. I was on tour, uh, doing a solo tour, my, my base story tour across Latin America. I was down in Argentina and Brazil. And, the idea just came to me and I thought, you know, I'm going to run with this. And I, you know, airplanes are a great time to do a lot of writing of a book. Yeah. Trust me. They're yeah. Hours and hours. So I just burned my eyeballs out of my laptop and just wrote chapter after chapter. And I called my friend Drew Fortier, who um, had worked with Bang Tango and Kick Tracy and a bunch of different things. And he's a great collaborator. He's actually got his film Dwellers that we're putting out through Ellison Films on February 20th. We're going to. Wow. Debut that at the Mad Monster Horror Con in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, so it's, it's, you know, I, I just figured, look, just say yes. Like today, I just got hit for a couple of appearances and I said, look, just say yes. If the world ends, then the answer is no. But for now, <laughs> yes, just say yes. I'll be there. Minneapolis, Kansas City, put me on the books. I'm there, you know. So um, I think that's kind of the biggest thing that I've learned from all this stuff. And, you know, even the last couple of decades is, you know, just say yes, man. Just get on board, be agreeable, make it happen. And somehow it all works out. That's great. Options, you know? Options yes, are good. Always. Options. Uh, well, again, let's jump into this record, man. Again, it's uh, it's it's just been released in November, and it's called uh, No Cover. Uh, we were talking about Al Jorgensen before. Now, you guys happen to have, I think the first, it was the first single off of this was Av Wiedersehen, which was originally right. done by Cheap Trick, which I, dude, I played the original version on every one of my junk band radio shows as my, you know, my sign off, you know, now there's a new mm -hmm. version of it. And, you know, dude, you got Al Jorgensen from ministry on it. You got uh, Charlie Benante on it, right? Yep. 
Yep. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, look, we've we've got pretty much the A list of drummers between Dirk, Charlie, yeah, Dave, Lomb- Dave Lombardo. Oh, I mean, man. Dave McLean. My gosh, Dave McLean, what a monster that guy is. He certainly you know? is. Now, how did so, you how did you get the idea to have Al play on this particular one, or did he say, "Hey, I can do that"? You know, we ran it past him, um, and it's funny. Kind of funny as me and Tom were talking about it. Um, you know, Al, of course, is a guy. He's you know, he usually has people guest on things that he's part of because he's got Revolting Cox and Ministry, and he's done Lard and all these mm-hmm. different things. And, um, and so I was very happy that he was that he agreed to do it. You know, and and it's and and I like that Al kind of got out of the house and showed his face in a different setting as well because. Everybody loves Al, you know, we all love ministry. We all love Al. He's, you know, but he's, he's, you know, he's, he's like, as by his own admission, he's a counterculture guy, you know, and counterculture doesn't hang out in the mainstream. You know, it's kind of by his own nature. You know, he's a bit of a recluse, uh, you know, he's a, he's a producer, he's a studio guy, you know? Um, so it, it was real, I was really happy that he did it. And, and, it, and it's just fun to hang out with him in his studio and, um, but you know, it, it, you know, he, and he's friends with the cheap trick guys. It's funny. We were I was at his house, and he sends a picture right away over to Robin Zanders today. Hey, we're you know doing this thing, and Robin was stoked. And you know, now Rick Nielsen has actually been posting the uh, the uh, the song over his social media. And Great. I had Dax, his son Dax, who's now the drummer in Cheap Trick, just had him on a live stream last month and stuff. So it, you know, again, it's great to just. You know, it's nice when you're when your heroes become your friends. You know, yeah, absolutely. Well, dude, and, I'm hip. You know, we all support each I'm other. talking to you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> I guess so, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's give it a run, man. I mean, brand new again. Let's let's give it a, let's give it a play here. And uh, again, this is Avita Zane, um, the Cheap Trick song, and it's brand new. It's off a of no cover, which you can find where any records are sold. I mean, obviously, you got to go to your website, which would be. This time yeah, davidalson.com, of course, has all my stuff. Also, our Facebook.com uh, yep. slash David Allison's got all of our activities up there. Um, yeah, available on all the digital platforms, also the record shops. We did, we did produce uh, double CDs as well as four-side vinyl on this. So, wow. yeah, we went the distance, man. We wanted this to feel like a real release, you know. Um, initially, we wondered, yeah, should we do it? Tom's not a digital guy. I'm more of a digital guy, and I guess I've kind of learned to go that way because obviously I've grown up in the record, the ever-changing record business. Uh-huh. And um, and I, I buy my music on iTunes, and I stick it in my phone, so I've got it with me when I when I travel. And I buy it. I swipe my credit card, and I buy, buy stuff. All Did my he? own stuff, I buy it. I buy stuff from my friends. I, I pay for records when my friends are putting records out. Yeah. You know, support, support the cause, you know, exactly. Yeah, it's it's what we do, you know, but at the same time, you know, Tom's a real collector, man. I mean, his house is like, a, you know, it, it looks like a it looks like my you know it looks I mean? like my house. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why they so, call me junk man. Trust me. That's why. That's how I got the name. Exactly. So you and Tom are the same guy. And it's Big funny time. because, you know, he and I like he will defend physical product till the death, you know, and, <laughs> and I, I usually just give in and go, all right, screw it. Spend the money. Just do it. <laughs> and of course, we have our combat records and EMP label group. And then sure. I think for Tom, for Tom, quite honestly, having the label is just like him being a kid in a candy store going, guess what? I'm going to make Ron Keel vinyl and Mark Slaughter CDs and Ellison, you know, double CDs. And yeah, I think for him, it's as much a collector fun thing for him, but, but because he has the heart of a collector, he, you know, he understands the fans that, that, 
you know, like you and I grew up, we, the only way to get this stuff was to go to the store, buy it. You, you undo the shrink wrap, yep. that, that wonderful, beautiful smell comes out, right. Oh, from yeah. All the ink and, you know, and you pull the, the vinyl out, you pop it on your, you know, on your turntable. And it's like, it's a, it's a, it's an, it's an experience, the whole thing. And we sit there and we read the lyrics, we read the credits and all the stuff. Well, and, also talking yeah. to the guys in the record stores, which was me for years, you know, Hey, what is yeah. cool? And why is this cool? And why do I need this? You know? And it brings up yeah. a whole other set of conversation right there, you know? So, I mean, I remember going to music land in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So this was probably what, 1980. And I remember, Flipping through some records, so I was maybe 15 or so at the time, and um, and I hear this record playing in the background, and it it and and I was, and I asked the guy, it sounded great, and it sounded like Judas Priest. Said, "What is that?" He said, "Oh, I don't know. Uh, here, it's this one right here." And he pulls it up, and it's a brand new British Steel record. And I went, "Done. I'll take it." You know. <laughs> and I just got introduced to Priest by way of uh, Unleashed in the East, you know. And so, you know, I, I, and I, you know, I bought a ton of records in the record shops just based yep. on the covers, you know. And well, I was the guy, I man. The- I was the guy managing them. I was the I was the guy. I wasn't a obnoxious like Jack Black was, you know. But you know, in that mm-hmm. uh, movie, what was the movie that he did with? Uh, oh yeah, School of Rock. High Fidelity. High Fidelity. Yeah. No. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, where yeah. he was the guy in the record store that would yell at you if you buy the wrong song, you know? <laughs> I wasn't that guy. I was the guy that always said, you know what? Try this. Give this a shot. You know, like a good cook yeah. would do or a good yeah. restaurant manager or something like that. I was that guy in the record stores, you know? But, uh, yeah, nice. Well, you know, and it's, it's uh, you're right. I mean, that is our culture. I mean, I hung out. Fortunately, a little town I grew up in in Jackson, Minnesota, we had our record store also sold guitars and amps and stereos. I mean, it was kind of an all-inclusive. Yeah. I remember you know, those places, I'd yeah. I'd sort, of, I'd sort of like salivate over these amps and guitars that I couldn't afford, but I then I'd turn around and buy Unleashed in the East and the new ACDC album, you know? Yeah. So, you know, but it's, yeah. So again, you know, this this record, you know, no cover, um, which of course comes from, you know, hey, come on in, there's no cover charge. You yep. know, tunes are you know it's on it's on us you know that's that's uh that's the uh the whole motif of this you know so it's um and, and quite honestly look these are mostly songs that that i grew up with obviously there's someone here that that tom um tom's 10 years younger than me so like uh free will burning uh tear it loose by twisted twisted sister um you know, uh, Love Machine by Wasp, you know, Eat the Rich by Crocus, you know, that's stuff that's, you know, he grew up truly in the 80s MTV era, you know, and by, of course, by that time I was, you know, in Megadeth and we're out working doing our own stuff. So I always joke, I quit buying records the year Tom started buying them, you know, <laughs> in like 1983. Um, but, you know, so between the two of us, you know, I think we put together a pretty good, uh, between the 70s, 80s, and I guess with Fight, early 90s, you know, we got we got a good 20-some years of, of some pretty good stuff on here. And how? Well, let's give it a blast right now. Again, let's uh, check out with Al Jorgensen and Brandon Yeagley and uh, Charlie Benante and you. <laughs> to, yeah, uh, Peter Zane, man. Yeah, and you, Dave Olson. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, here it is, right here. Uh, we'll be back with Dave in just a moment. Again, this is Avvider Zane from No Cover. Crank it up, Junk Band Radio.
go. Cool. Very cool. Dig it. I think I might yeah. have found a new uh, a, a new version to play on a, uh, at the end of my show. You know. Good. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, please do. Please use it. The modern day version. It's a little heavier. It's a little it's a little more you. It's more than a little heavy, man. It's very heavy. This thing, this thing just blasts. I mean, this record, the first track off of Free Wheel Burning, I mean, it's it's like if you took Judas Judas Priest and put him on steroids. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, yeah. It just comes out flying at you immediately. So yeah, this is uh you got you got something here that's gonna be in our our playlist for quite some time. Good, 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 good. Nice job. Um All right, buddy. Dude, thank you. Tell us another tell us another track, you know. We'll we'll do whatever you want and tell us again, you know, you you gotta you're gonna have to you know, I ain't letting you go just yet. You'd mentioned this. You said, you know, this, you know, you'd needle drop, it comes out swinging, you know, and quite honestly, look, you know, modern technology, you know, we can make records over the internet. Um, not my preferred way to do it. I'd rather be in the room with guys, but I think a record like this, because the songs were already written, we were able to, and we're fans of these songs, you know, you can kind of, you know, learn the tr- song from the original recording. You dig in and, you know, because of technology, we're able to really thicken things up and toughen it up and give it a nice, a really big sound. But I didn't want this to just be a metal record. You know, I wanted this to be a big rock, big rock, hard rock sounding record with obviously with with metal in it for sure on on certain things. But, um, you know, I wanted the, the record to breathe. I wanted you to be able to hear the depth and all the all the layers of stuff. You know, there's so- songs on here like Sweet F.A. by Sweets and uh, Sure Heart Attack by Queen. You know, there's a lot of vocal detail in those songs. And, and a lot of you different sl- vocal detail. Again, yeah, so when very, you, when very you just big slather mix. a bunch of... Yeah, a bunch of heavy metal guitars can just kind of just just you know it's like throwing a bunch of paint all over a wall. It's like no 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 let let let's let's see what the painting is you know let's see what it is. So um, you know that that was a, a big part of it. But to your point, I, I do feel like if Nazareth and Judas Priest and you know uh, Sweets went in the studio and cut these songs today, this is probably closer to what they sound like. I agree. Guitars, the drums would be rocking and you know what I mean? And, and, you know, these recordings, when they made a lot of these things, you know, it was the seventies and the earlier eighties and, you know, technology has advanced quite a way since then. So the whole idea of this was to really honor the song, really do it justice. And yet, you know, crank at it, add it a little bit, add a little extra juice to it. Well, the final mixes are great too. I understand. I see that you got my friend, my, uh, Mauer Applebaum on there and did the mastering on it. Who's just yeah. the master of the mastering, man. He knows yeah, what he's doing. Yeah. So yeah. it's great. Well, let's, you know, dude, I, I want to play as many tracks of this as possible. Let's do at least two well, or look, three. Let's, why, why don't we go into, look, we'll do another Charlie Benante feature. We'll, let's okay. do the dead kidneys. Let's do holiday in Cambodia. That's, I love how you guys did that. Now, how did you, how did yeah. you decide on that particular track? Dead well, Kennedys I, you know, are great. I brought up I brought up Dead Kennedys because we talked about some punk stuff and, and they kind of seemed the obvious one. And right away, Tom just goes, Holiday in Cambodia. I said, you sure? He goes, 100 percent done. That's the one. I said, OK, there we go. So, again, very collaborative, you know, between me yeah. and Tom. One of us will say one thing and the other fills in the rest of the sentence. And it's really, really cool. So, yeah, let's let's do that one. Let's rock Holiday in Cambodia. All right. Again, this is uh, brand new from uh, from Dave Ellison and Friends. It's uh, it's called No Cover, and this is uh, yeah, the classic for the Dead Kennedys. Holiday in Cambodia.
There you go. Holiday in Cambodia. Yeah. Again, Dead Kennedys. When did that record come out? Like early 80s or late 70s? Early right? 80s, yeah, yeah. Yeah, early. Yeah, I think early 80s, yeah. And it's get- funny, the DKs, man, they, they're, you know, it's funny. They've got this diversity. B- both both sort of their ethnicities are diverse. Yep. Their, their, their styles are diverse, yet it all fits together like a puzzle. You know, it just really fits together well. Um, I got which, to hang out you know, with them once at, at the X Games in Los Angeles one time, and they nice. were a blast. This was just maybe 10 yeah. years ago, you know? But they were mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. you know, it was, a, it was a different singer, but, uh, you know, it wasn't Jello, but it was just, it yeah. still had that same kind of punk energy, man. It was great. Yeah. Um, They're a fun band, man. They're a time. fun man. Well, you definitely well, look, captured it there, dude. If you want to go into another track, I'd say, you know, one that I really, really like a lot. And this really is a bit of a throwback, even probably for your listeners. And this is like one of the stuff that I was hearing on uh, the school bus radio when I was literally like 10 years old. <laughs> um, when I was growing up, there was like Bachman Turner Overdrive, Sticks, Kiss, yeah. and then this band Sweet. And of course, the big song everybody knows by Sweet is Ballroom Blitz. Right. But on that record, Desolation Boulevard, <clears throat> um, has some amazing deep cuts on it and that's why we went to this one this is one of the heavier tracks i think that sweet has done got a great uh almost kill them all metallica kind of guitar style to it it's, it's heavy you know um and our friend todd kearns who plays bass with slash um is singing on it and i'd, I'd love to feature todd on this one because he's uh he's an incredible very gifted singer musician and a nice and, guy uh, too man todd's a awesome. super great dude he's a canadian he's a nice guy well there you, you know? go so <laughs> but uh, yeah let's do this one. let's do sweet epic absolutely i remember when the record came out myself i still have my copy man 
I still have the original, you know, a lot of my LPs, I still have the original copies. I never got rid of them. Yeah. I never sold them off know. or anything like that. They're sitting in the garage in a pile with all the rest of the other thousands that I have. But, yeah, definitely Sweet F.A. is awesome. So let's give it a shot. Again, Todd, how did you get, you know, now did Todd decide that he was going to sing lead on that? Because, you know, obviously you no, were playing you know, bass. It's funny. Todd, you know, Tom Hazard actually had a, he had a, a heart attack in July right as we started recording the, or mixing the record, and we had a couple tracks left to record over the mountain which andrew freeman sang uh, sure did. and then uh sweet fa um and uh so i said look i just i threw them over to andrew andrew and todd and they they took the bull by the horns and delivered them and you know by the time todd was, or tom was kind of healing up a couple weeks later he just said he goes you know what those guys sound great in those songs. Let's just let let's just let them take the lead and be done with it. I'll sit those two out, and so you know that's that's how they, we ended up with those uh, those singers solo on those tracks. It's great stuff, man. All right, let's crank it up again. Uh, Todd Kern singing lead vocals on "Sweet FA" from "Sweet" on the uh, on "No Cover." So crank it up.
There you go awesome cool man Good. uh you guys can you guys can uh download this record or you can uh go to dave's website and get an actual physical copy of it again dave david ellison.com right yeah is it dave it. Yeah. yeah it's david ellison not dave david. ellison okay yeah so then we'll find that out and then uh man you got so much stuff coming up for 2021 and i know we're all looking forward to getting out of 2020 you know but you've been the busiest yeah. guy that i know in 2020 i, I can imagine 2021's got a whole lot more you mentioned megadeth with a new record coming out and you got uh yeah. another book which is what your third book now this will actually be ironically it's my fifth book wow um i did make a music your business which is sort of a music business how-to book back in 1997 uh-huh. I published Unsung Words and Images, which was a self-published thing that I did with some some lyrics and poetry stuff that I had, and I set it against uh, photograph images. And then I wrote, I've got two memoirs, My Life with Death and More Life with Death, and then now this first fictional book. And this book, uh, Rockstar Hitman, it's part of a, it's, it's called The Sledge Chronicles. So the character... Um, you know, think Jack Reacher or something, you know, there's sort of, uh, there's going to be a chronicle. There's, there's going to be several books in the series. So, um, it's fun to write like that. It's, I guess yeah. it's almost, it's it, each book is its own standalone book, 
but they, um, you know, I, I've, I've sort of kind of began with the end in mind, which is that it's going to be a continuation series so that I don't have to sort of, you know, once the book ends, that's the, the, that's it. The story's over. It's like the book can end and basically start to already take you down into, you know, knowing that it's like when a great movie ends and you go up oh, sequel. I'm doing, <laughs> this, know, I'm so. doing the same thing, David. I'm writing a book with the same thing. That not yeah. the same style, but I mean, obviously, I'm writing a novel, and it's it's going to lead into the next one. You know, mine's going to be the '70s and the '80s, and then the '90s on this thing. So, it's uh, I, I love I love that uh, that that's exactly the way that you're doing it too. So it's cool, yeah. it's good. Yep. All right, good so you stuff. got the coffee too. On top of that, you got Elfson Coffee Company, so you can yeah, find coffeecoffeeco.com is where everybody can order there. Um, yeah, coffee business has been good. You know, we started out as a website mail order business, and you know, who knew in 2020 we'd have probably our best year yet because everybody's at home and they yeah. want their coffee delivered. And so I've been actually signing the bags myself and throwing some little trinkets in the bags, and just kind of it's been fun for me. You know, it's a fun way to just connect with uh, you know a lot of our customers or our fans. Of course, some people buy the coffee to drink, some people buy it to sit it on the shelf as a memorabilia, and, and um, which is nice. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 a fun thing to have the coffee business. My engineer is next to me too, and he's dying to go try some too. So I'm gonna have to get him some of them as well. So I gotta figure Just out what, the season. what I gotta yeah. figure out what kind he likes first, and we'll have to order up. So, and then uh, man, again, um, hopefully 2021 will include some touring. You know, so obviously I know you're gonna have new material with everything. So hopefully someplace mm-hmm. we'll see you on a stage in 2021. I think you will. I think you will. All right, yep. Dave. Well, again, appreciate you uh, calling in. We're talking about, again, the brand new record is called No Cover. It's got 18 tracks of the coolest tunes you ever heard with the coolest musicians you ever heard and one of our favorite bass players and nice guys, David Elfson, as well. So, And Tom Hazer, his partner on it as well. So um, just cool stuff. Again, congratulations, yep. and uh, you got a home for it right here. Always. Thank you, Junk Man. Appreciate it. Happy holidays to you and all your listeners. All right, man. Hang out just for a second. I got to talk to you about something off the air, but uh, let's yep. uh, let's lead out with one more track. Why not? You know. <laughs> yeah, let's do uh, let's do Nailed to the Gun. Let's got do it. That. And this is uh, like I say, Jimmy DeGrasso on drums and Russ our good Parrish, friend Andrew otherwise. Freeman too. Andrew Freeman, yeah, joining in from Last in Line, and of course Russ Parrish, other known as Satchel yep. from Steel Panther. Russ was actually in Fight, played yep. on this track, the original track, so. Russ is doing a cover of himself, which God bless him. It was wonderful that he joined us for that. <laughs> Perfect. Again, again, you can find everything at davidellison.com. Here we go. It's nailed to the gun.